welcome aboard, listeners. You are back. So where's my flashlight? With me, Sophie, and my compadre. Oh, that's me. Who she is. That's me. Yeah. Right? Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm a person. I'm Heather. Mm-hmm. I exist. Yes. And uh, we'd like to start you off with a beautiful quote because it's very poignant at this time for both of us. If you're going through hell, keep going. By Winston Churchill. Yeah, that's pretty relevant. Mm-hmm. Even though recently I've been doing a lot better, um, especially like in the last week, I've been a lot better. So uh. that's that's good. And um, yeah, that yesterday I had a bit of a. crisis um out of body experience I don't know do you want do you want to hear about it I would absolutely fucking love <laughs> to hear about it please yes okay Thank so you. um yesterday was Saturday and it's the the last Saturday before I start classes again tomorrow so, I was just going to work on some, like, art projects and do stuff like that. And just kind of chillax, you know, as you do on a Saturday. And so I was like, I'm going to treat myself. And I have this bag of uh, these little milk chocolate squares. And they each little square has 10 milligrams of THC. And and I know from past experience that 10 milligrams of THC will pretty much murder me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to be murdered, so I'm just going to have like half of this chocolate, right? That'll be like 5 milligrams of THC, and I'll just be chill and work on my art projects and do whatever I'm going to fucking do. So I did that, and I started working on the things, and I was like, man, these these edibles ain't shit. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you ate the other half. No, I didn't. Thank God I didn't. Oh my God, it was was bad enough with just half of it. Oh my God. I thought it was, (laughs) like all of a sudden, it just like hit me like a truck. It wasn't even like a like a creep, like a slow creep. Mm-hmm. It was like boom. You're frying on it. I was fucking useless. <laughs> like I couldn't move. I could barely like lift my limbs. Um, I certainly couldn't do any art. I could barely type on my phone to ask my friend Jake to help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. Like he's. He's 3,000 miles away. He can't really do anything. I just needed somebody to, you know, like, bear witness to my struggle. (laughs) (laughs) 
and to tell me that I probably wasn't actually dying. Yeah. And that I was going to be okay. Yep. And, um, you know, like, because we'd been kind of, like, talking earlier in the day, and I told him that I ate the chocolate, and then, like, a couple hours later, I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. <laughs> it was so unpleasant. Oh, my God. And Did your, was your heart racing? I, like, felt like it was going to boom out of your chest, like you're having some kind of panic attack? No. I wasn't, oh. I wasn't panicking. I didn't have any anxiety at all, but I also didn't feel anything. I was just, like, completely numb, but I felt like I weighed, like, 2,000 pounds. Like, I could barely move, and... Wow. So, I, like, didn't get anything productive done. Like, all that I did all fucking day was sit on the couch and watch a dude on YouTube play Resident Evil 7. <laughs> for hours and hours all day that's all that I could do and I felt like like I was actually like leaving my body yeah and so Jake had to like talk me back into my body basically mm -hmm. and uh Come back, don't go to the white light. Exactly, like, stay away <laughs> from the light. You're gonna live. And I was just like, just, oh god, it was so terrible. Like, I can't even imagine what would have happened if I had eaten the other half, you know. Oh, thank god you did not, because, uh, yeah, I was very worried all of a sudden when you're like, oh, this doesn't do nothing, I'm like, don't eat the other half, don't no. do it. I mean, I know not to do that. That's oh, that's God. always a problem. Because um, I never could listen to myself. What? Because I'm an alcoholic addict, so it's like anything worth doing is worth doing too hard and yeah. too much. And yeah. so I I wouldn't have had that kind of self control. I would have been like, oh, it's not doing anything. Okay, let's take the other half. Even if I knew that it would fuck me up and it would be a bad time, I would have still done it. Yeah. I was, because, yeah, I just don't have any kind of self, self-control or discipline when it comes to that. So I'm glad you do. Well, and, Jesus. and part of it was, uh, oh, and I don't remember what the part of it was that I was going to say, so never mind. But, um, <laughs> you know, but then I was, like, really, really tired. And it started to, like, you know, wear off eventually. And I was like, whew, I can actually, like, move and, like, eat food and, you know, be a person again. Sweet. And I was like, man, I'm going to sleep so hard. But guess what? I absolutely did not. Like, I was up all fucking night. And that's when my heart was racing, was after I got control of my body back. Then suddenly, like, my heart was racing. I couldn't drink enough water. Like, I was up all night drinking water. And then, like... I was just, like, drenched in sweat. It Ew. was so unpleasant. It was terrible. And so I got, like, three hours of sleep last night. And I woke up with, like, a really bad headache. And I was like, Jesus Christ, THC, why are you trying to kill me? What? Yeah, that sounds like a really, really bad time. Yeah, it was not fun at all. So, um... 
but now I, I know that that's too much. So next time I'm going to have to cut these little tiny chocolates maybe like into four pieces and try, you know, a quarter of it. Yeah, and I see wouldn't if that, touch it. You know, maybe it'll be like in Alice in Wonderland, you know, where she just wants to grow a little bit and so she just like barely licks the mushroom. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just take like a little lick of the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll be enough for me. Cause that that was it was terrible. It was the worst. Oh my god. So Yeah. Um Yeah, but now I'm feeling better now. Um, good. But then there was a whole kerfuffle with, um, you know, because the, the old ghost hunters are, you know, like we said last time, they're not available to stream anymore, like anywhere on the fucking internet. Yeah. Um, but I was like, that's fine, because I have the DVDs of season two. And so I sat down, I had my notebook, and like, oh, I was ready to go. And then the fucking DVD player in the living room would not work. And, like, the TV kept saying that it, there was no signal to it. And so, like, Tyler even came out and tried to figure it out. We could not, like, it wouldn't even open to let the disc out. Because I was like, I'll just take the fucking disc. Because it's still in there from last time. I was like, I'll just take this fucking disc and I'll watch it on some other device, right? No. Mm -hmm. Couldn't couldn't get it out. The tray would not open. Um, but luckily Tyler also has a copy of season two. So he brought his out and so I put it in my laptop and then my laptop is like, you know, you don't have software to watch DVDs. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have definitely, second. I've Hold definitely on. used this laptop to watch DVDs before, like many times. And so I had to, like, go through this whole thing of, like, downloading and installing a thing. And so I was like, oh, my God, the universe is against me today. But you know what, universe? Fuck you. Because I did it. I watched the right. episode, and here we are recording. So right, the universe is not going to stand in my way of podcasting. Wait. Hold, hold on a second. So your laptop comes with a with a a ROM where you can e press the eject button and it'll open, so you can put a DVD or a CD in it. Yes. And it wouldn't doesn't have fucking software for it, that. It's so confused. What? But it but it has in the past. I know that, but and I'm just saying. So like, I don't. It should I don't be know. I don't know what happened to it. Right. <laughs> um, but this this laptop is, like, on its last legs, basically. It's, like, seven years old, which is, like, a million in laptop years. So, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have to get a new one soon. But I'm basically going to wait until this one dies all the way. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we can smash it. And stomp on it and, you know, go crazy. Um, yeah, so that, that's that been my day. How's How are you? How's your day? Um, 
great. I'm eating a banana. I saw that. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of good sleep last night either, but it was for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You didn't, um, you didn't overdose on THC like I did? <laughs> no, but I have a, I have had some pretty terrible experiences with that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I call it my near brownie experiences. Oh yeah. Um, where I decided I was going to eat like a half, a half of a muff, a weed muffin, half of a weed cookie, half of a weed brownie. Mm-hmm multiple experiences with edibles yeah. where it doesn't seem like anybody can figure out the appropriate concentration when you're cooking weed right. where it's like, it seems to be so, uh, over the top and every single one of the, and you would think I would have stopped the first time that I ate weed and, um, had a horrible experience, but no, I had several more after that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of them, you know, I was at a, uh, oh my God, what was the name of the band? It was like a once in a lifetime opportunity to go see this band perform. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got to go for free because the person had an extra ticket. Nice. Yeah, and then I just got this, you know, we got this great idea that, you know, we're both going to eat half of a weed muffin, Mm -hmm. chocolate chip weed muffin, and we're going to go to this concert, and we're going to have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. No. I was literally stuck inside of my own car with all of the doors locked in downtown Portland, terrified out of my mind and paranoid and thinking that I was going to die Mm -hmm. and my heart was racing. Mm -hmm. I, it was almost like a hallucinogenic experience because it was so, so intense. Like I just was literally, I was like in tunnel vision. I could not function at Mm -hmm. all. I was completely, I I was literally just could not function Mm -hmm. independently. And so this poor, guy that was with me I ended up being like I can't go to the concert I cannot do this can't function and he's like okay well um I gotta go I'm gonna go see them I'm like okay (laughs) you know and and so like he bye yeah so he went to go do the concert and then he would like come back and check on me occasionally just to make sure I was still okay that's nice of him yeah he didn't just leave you there all night in your car no, it was, you know, it was, you, you know, he checked on me and make sure I was still alive or that I hadn't probably left the vehicle to yeah. go get into some side, get lost in some kind of sticky situation. Yeah. But, um. Die behind a dumpster or something. <laughs> yeah. Aspirating my own vomit. Exactly. Yeah. That's. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it oh, was a bad, it was no a bad fun. time. But and, no. The, the thing about it, though, is that just recently I had these little cookies mm-hmm. and they were like little um, lemon sugar cookies and they were heart shaped. They were very cute. And 
they were also 10 milligrams THC per cookie. Mm-hmm. And I would eat, you know, like half of a cookie and like not really feel anything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know all the science behind this, but for some reason it's like there's no standardization. No. Mm-hmm. You know, because there isn't like five milligrams from the cookie didn't do shit, and then five milligrams from the chocolate, like, killed me and ruined my whole day. Yep. I know. I get it. Like yeah. I said, you know, like I was saying earlier, there there seems to be no control over the concentration or, or um, you know, strength right. of, of the edibles, at least that I've had. I've had pretty relatively good experiences with, um... CBD gummies or something mm-hmm. where it's just CBD. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, that's never made me freak out. But yeah, that's because it didn't have any THC in it, probably. So it wasn't getting me high. Mm-hmm. But I was getting that beautiful, relaxing uh, piece that you get sometimes when you actually do marijuana where it has THC and CBD in it. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, because because I mean that's mainly what I wanted pot for back in the day was I mm-hmm. wanted to relax, I wanted mm-hmm. to chill out, I didn't want to uh, think I was dying, yeah. you know, which yeah. was really ridiculous because if you think about it, it's like because like as logical as I know that it's impossible for me to die from overdosing on weed because I literally would have to eat like a pound of weed for every pound that my body weighs, which mm-hmm. is physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I logically know that in that moment, I'm so irrational and so crazy that I cannot convince myself that I'm not dying and just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And I mean, I thought that I was dying, but I was so chill. Like I didn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I wasn't like, die. I wasn't like panicking. I was just like, this is fine. <laughs> and I just was like watching, you know, this dude play Resident Evil. And I was, today I actually thought, I was like, I should start a YouTube channel where I record myself watching other people play video games. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. have these different levels of, I don't know. Meta. Yeah. And, uh, even though yesterday I probably didn't react at all, I probably was just sitting there staring at the TV. You know, that it wouldn't be very exciting, but I'm uh-huh. going to do it. I'm going to start that YouTube channel. And I also was like, like I didn't believe that certain people that I know were real. Uh-huh. I was like, that that person, there's no way that person is real. and jake was like okay who what are they then and i was like here's what happened when we were in north carolina and we ate that fried alligator tail i was poisoned and i've been in a coma this whole time and so this person is like a coma dream right and he was like no i don't i don't think so i'm pretty sure that you're like alive and awake and you know 
functioning, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I think it's because of that Mobius strip you went on while you were there, like where that you could went. Be. On... Yeah, where the the whole the whole forest flipped over. Maybe I'm still yeah. there. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Or maybe I just I keep getting like glimpses into the fairy realm. Yeah, that could be it. Who knows? Like I, I haven't I mean, come back all the way. I don't know, but I was like, I was like, there's just no way that this person is real. <laughs> yeah, you had to have made them up because there's no way somebody could be like that. I know. I was like, this just this isn't right. This no, no, no. Um. But well, I'm glad today I'm glad. in the in the cold light of day, I had to admit that they are indeed a real person who exists mm-hmm. on at least this plane of existence. I cannot speak to other planes at this time. Yeah, I mean that's valid, you know, because like there's, you know, supposedly scientific proof that there is a multiverse and that there, mm-hmm. you know, science and mathematically you can prove that. I don't know. I think we're up to 13 dimensions now, or is it 11? I can't remember, but, like, they they keep adding dimensions. You and uh, your third dimension. <laughs> I can't remember what that's from. Aqua Team. Oh, yes! The Moon and Night. Yeah, or, he's like, yeah. you and your third dimension. <laughs> we have 5,000. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think uh, yesterday I traveled through all 5,000 of them, actually. You must have. And uh, even though I was on the couch the whole time. Oh my god, it was so unpleasant. I'm never going to do that again. Don't let me do that ever again. Yeah, don't do it again then. Don't no. be like, oh, I think I can control it this time and I'll just eat a quarter <laughs> of one. This time it'll be fine. No, don't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't play with it i would give it to somebody that actually has a tolerance Mm -hmm. and does it regularly like Mm -hmm. um i can think of a neighbor of yours i don't know if he lives there anymore but you know he might be a good candidate the one that used to live behind you on the back alley sure but i don't talk to those people anymore oh damn yeah. Well, you could always run by and like throw it on his porch, or like maybe no. you can put it in his mailbox. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just try to ration it out better. Oh, you're gonna do it. Yeah, but you're just like in ordered? in tinier increments, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. How? Wait a second. Let me give you a tip here. How long did it take you for that whole half a a chocolate square? To kick it. Like two hours. Okay. Um, and then it lasted a good seven hours of misery. Jesus Christ. And that doesn't, that doesn't include that I was up all night with my heart racing and, like, pouring sweat. And you want to do it again? Well, like a tinier amount, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking to myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I can handle a tiny amount, okay? I can do it this time. Yeah, dude. this time it'll be different. <laughs> <laughs> I can control it this time. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just don't trust it. Well, I mean, if you took, okay, so, like, if you're going to cut it into quarters mm -hmm. rather than halves, I would cut those quarters into eighths. Okay. I mean, you might need to decrease it by more than half. <laughs> you might yeah. have to decrease it by three, three quarters or whatever <laughs> the fuck the math is there. I don't know. But... Yeah, it was, it was a bad scene. So, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. On my YouTube channel. Of, okay. Of me watching other people play video games. See, all right. Well, it was nice knowing you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you too. Thanks. This is our final episode. Yeah. <laughs> before I go into like a permanent THC coma. Dun 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 dun. I mean, what what am I doing with my life that's so important that I need to be conscious for? You know. Oh, you know. Like finish school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> pause. That that was what you would call a pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, I mean, school is a thing. Someday I might finish. You will stop it. <sighs> I know you get discouraged because it's it's hard. It's it rough takes going. Forever. Remember what Winston Churchill said, Heather. <sighs> you're going through hell, keep going. You got this. Okay. Perseverance. episode season two episode three starts off lovely with i can't have no lady friends oh god i love this guy <laughs> yeah do you do you wanna do you wanna talk about the deville house yeah sure um apparently it was a uh sugar cane plantation at one point they completely glossed over any history about it or anything they just basically mm -hmm. said it it was probably built hundreds of years ago or something i don't know like and it was a sugar cane plantation yeah um that's all the background we were kind of given on this house but yeah it's the deville's house mm -hmm. it's uh owned by a gentleman who can't have no lady friends over <laughs> apparently <laughs> Um, and so oh, it's in Southern Louisiana too, like in the yeah, Bayou country. So just to clarify right. what we're dealing dog, with. Dog man and Bigfoot country too. No. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, can you see this fantastic sweater I've got? Oh yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Just so listeners are aware, cause you can't see it, but it's a fabulous sweater which is covered in trees from well it reminds me of the northwest and has 
different colored big feet, Bigfoot walking across the road, much like, um, much like the Beatles, kind Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. when they go across Abbey Road. But anyways, so, um, yeah, so they're in Bayou Country, and the Louisiana Taps family, can't remember the name of their organization. Southern Louisiana Ghost Hunters. Yes, that's right. Pam and Michelle. Yes, and so they called them in um, to assist this gentleman because they weren't able to resolve or help him much with his issues. And it continues to be a concern that he cannot bring any lady friends over. (sighs) And I'm I'm sure that having a haunted house is the only thing that has to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, are you sure that's the trouble? But, you know, I don't want to judge anybody. He seems like a nice person. (sighs) Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, let's just, let's blame the ghosts here. Right. Okay? Good scapegoat. It's like he, he can't get a girlfriend and he's bringing all these ladies home and they don't, like, none of them ever stay very long. It's like, yeah. maybe there's See, more wonder... going on than this, like, weird possessive female spirit that you have attributed all this problem to. Exactly. And so his complaints are a plethora. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's saying that, um, you know, basically this spirit, he believes this. there's a female spirit who is jealous and obsessed with him and apparently scares all the other women away from him, (laughs) including going to such lengths as pushing, uh, knocking items off shelves, closing doors or slamming doors. Uh, He complains of seeing shadows, hearing voices, male and female, uh, feeling a physical presence or form crawl into bed and cuddle with him. (laughs) Um, Yes. And then also um, something that the Louis- one of the Louisiana TAPS members, I think it was Pam, said that she could smell death mm-hmm. in one of the rooms on a few occasions. That's probably, um, you know, nothing paranormal. That's probably like a little critter got in the floorboards and died. Yeah, or in between the walls. That's my yeah. assessment of that claim. Yeah, or under the house. Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. Because especially if it's something tiny, like a little rodent, you know, mm-hmm. like it would it would decompose pretty quickly, so it wouldn't be like this lingering, terrible smell. Right. But who knows? I'm not here to judge, even though I am. I'm totally doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so any in any case, um, you know, the his hypothesis, because I won't call it a theory, is that this lady ghost does not up like other women coming to the home and so um taps brought a few with them Mm -hmm. and i thought pretty crazy that jason says all the females we got annoy the shit out of me yep and i I wrote that down too (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh this is mildly problematic yeah slightly i was like what is that sounds kind of uh sounds a little bit sexist or misogynist or something i don't know but mm-hmm. it just didn't it just didn't feel right yeah to me um 
Anyways, the drama of Brian continues. Yes. And continues and continues with his obsession with the woman that he's dating at the time. (sighs) And during investigations, he is getting on the phone with her and talking to her for like 45 minutes, a half hour when they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be professional and serious and doing a paranormal investigation for a client. Yeah. And then even when Steve like warns him about it, you know, like, Hey dude, you know, Jason and Grant are noticing that you're on the phone all the time. Brian's like, no, I'm not. And then when they're setting up at this very case, he's on the phone and, and Steve's like, Hey, Hey, get off the phone. (laughs) but he's just standing there like everybody else is working and brian's on the phone like i love you too i love you too blah 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 it's like barfarama oh that's my new band name um yes so yeah it's interesting i just think it's interesting to think that you can't date or have friends you know because your house is haunted um but you know, maybe that's a thing. I'm sure that it would be an incredibly isolating experience, but it never, it never uh, interfered with you or me being able to get our needs met. That's you know right. what I mean? So anyways, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually I should, res- <laughs> I, I should respond to that with, I know, dude. <laughs> Because I flip and love Brian's dudes. He he just Dude. throws them out willy-nilly. And I, I, just, love, it. I love it. It's hilarious. I know, dude. Um, anyways, I did like the part where Paula Donovan um, did some debunking with her digital thermometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she knew something was wrong because like she's looking at the digital thermometer and it's going down to the thirties, the twenties. Yeah. It goes down to like 13. Yeah. And then she's like, wait a second, my hand would be freezing Mm -hmm. if that was the actual temperature of where I'm at right here. Mm -hmm. And so she starts looking around, looking around and her scientific background actually comes to save the day where she's points it at a random halogen lamp in the room. And mm-hmm. then it goes down to like negative 13 or something, negative something ridiculous. Yeah. And she's like, oh, electrical interference. Yep. Facts. I was just like, hooray. Yeah, Paula. You she's a research scientist. Yes, exactly. Fucking and then cool. I, I know we need more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also love to have, like, I would love to do investigations and have some resident skeptics with me. Um, like I started watching this show called Expedition, um, X, and I don't know if you've heard of Josh Gates. Oh yes, of course. But I love him to pieces. He is a very charismatic fellow. Yes. And cute and funny and, um, very smart. And any case, in any case, he, um, you know, kind of headed this decide, he decided to make kind of like this this uh what do you call it spinoff of expedition unknown called expedition x and he has a a a biologist scientist who is a major skeptic Mm -hmm. and then a paranormal investigator team up and go do all these investigations around the world of all of these extraordinary claims oh cool and 
this resident biologist actually comes up with some pretty solid debunking throughout. But then there's, there's also some stuff that just cannot be explained Mm because it's just too, too fucking weird, too fucking out there. And he will even try to come up with these ludicrous like explanations that don't make any sense at all to, so that he doesn't have to be turned away from being a skeptic, you know, because Mm -hmm. he's like, it's confirmation bias, you know, like no matter what, you're going to try to see what, you know, try to support your claim and back it up and say, okay, this is proof that none of this makes sense or none of it is supernatural, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but anyways, but still, I appreciate that. I need a skeptic. I need somebody who isn't going to just be like every single thing. Oh, it's haunted. it. Yeah. Oh, it's paranormal. Oh, it's, you know, it's a ghost. Because j- yeah. Cause even Jason Hawes it's an orb. In, this, in this episode, you know, he said 80% of all cases can be debunked. Yeah. That's a pretty huge number. Yeah. But what I wonder is, is, is it also possible that, you know, maybe having a whole bunch of people coming into the home can kind of have the opposite of effect where like sometimes, yeah, it'll stir them up, but mm-hmm. other times it, it seems like all of a sudden it's just dead. Yeah. You know, and there's no activity in the house when you bring in all of these random people from the outside. Well, yeah. So, yeah. And I, don't I know. mean, and getting no evidence isn't the same as debunking, debunking. claims. That exactly. just means, well, nothing happened while we were here that we either personally experienced or that we caught on our whatever devices right so that makes Um, me wonder where he draws the line um you know yeah i guess and it is it is a good question and i i like that usually they they leave it open where you know there's plenty of cases where they go and like maybe they do some debunking of some claims but then they just don't catch anything you know like audio or video wise and you know so they're just like if stuff keeps happening, call us and we'll come back if you want us to, you know, and maybe they'll catch something the next time. And, um, right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, it's, because really, there's so much that's not known and understood, so, like, you can't just be like, oh, well, it didn't happen when we were here, and that means that it never happens. Right. You know, and that's, like, its own kind of bias, you know, and you can apply that to, like, any kind of lived experience. Like, you know, well, I don't feel that I've ever been discriminated against, and that means that nobody has ever been discriminated against. Right. Or... You know, because I've definitely had those conversations with people who are, like, you know, like, other women are like, well, I don't feel like I've ever been you know, a victim of misogyny or sexism, and it's like, well, good for you. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. amazing for you. And, you know, and then some people try to extend that to everybody. It's like, well, I haven't experienced it. That means nobody has. And that yeah. is not how life works at all. And so you can apply that also to, like, paranormal experiences. Like, 
if you're not there to witness like what those homeowners or residents say happened to them, then you can't really say what it was or wasn't. Right. All that you know is what happened when you were there. Right. And I've had people I've met who, um, you know, I've never had a paranormal experience my whole life and therefore it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I've never seen Bigfoot. So Bigfoot isn't real. I've never seen a UFO. So UFOs aren't real. I've never, I mean, I, Heather, have never, you know, like been in a hurricane like, does that mean hurricanes aren't real? <laughs> yes, that's my new claim. Hurricanes are not real. If, if uh, you know, if a bear farts in the woods, does it still smell as sweet? Yes. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Or no, that means that they don't fart. They just don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they don't. I know cats don't. And if they do fart, then there's something seriously wrong with them. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I could swear I heard that cats don't fart. I know dogs do. Um, I'm pretty sure cats do, because these cats at my house are fucking nasty. And they're all perfectly healthy cats. You might be right. I don't um, know where this, I heard this that. This little, uh, little Tara... She's nasty. My God. She's I, I, so cute, though. Mm -hmm. They're all so cute, but disgusting. Um, anyway, back to the episode. Yes. <laughs> so what's what was weird about this episode is that they skipped over the analysis and the, the reveal mm -hmm. until after... They completed a second paranormal investigation, mm -hmm. but I just, for chronology's sake, would like to talk a little bit about the analysis or reveal that they got from the DeVille's house. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, we do what we want. We're not beholden to the order that they edit things on their show. That's right. Um, so, yeah, they caught the door opening and closing by itself mm -hmm. twice. And what's more, um, you know, you can't see a shadow across the threshold, even though the room that the door is opening into is dark and it's backlit by mm -hmm. light from the hallway. Um, you can't see any shadows and you can't see any feet or anything. And then to boot, why do das boot whatever yeah I... the the there's a mirror there mm -hmm. that literally should be able to reflect that there is a being standing there doing this yeah. or something and there's nothing there the only right. thing you can, I can, you think can clearly of, see the mirror and there's nothing in it right the only thing that i can possibly think of would be um to do it with a string. But how would they close it? Because it yeah, opens that's... and then closes. And then 
does it again. It does it two times. It opens and then closes. Yeah, and that's the hard part because I think I recall that the type of doorknob was round, mm-hmm. which I think would make it a lot harder to tie a string around that and try to get that to turn because right. you actually and have to use... Like, where would the person pulling the string be standing... You know, because you'd have to have somebody inside the room opening the door and then somebody outside of the room to pull it back closed. Right. And, I mean, that just seems like a lot of, like, weird staging. I don't know. Yeah, it would take work. It would take a lot yeah, of work. And I mean they once they see that footage, you know, they even they go back and Jason tries to like recreate it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this old, like heavy wooden door. So it's like even if you like push it, it barely moves. Yeah. So it's not like it just like a gust of wind is gonna open it and then close it again. Well, it certainly wouldn't probably. Well, I mean, it was I... it was closed all the way, like it was latched, and it opened, and then shut. Well, I have seen doors open because of a vacuum created by an open window somewhere in the house, mm-hmm. but I have not seen them ever close all the way. Right. So the the suction caused by the wind and the air outside, the pressure, whatever you want to call that, I don't know enough about that shit to really say. But um, it would, I've seen it where it'll, it'll like, like kind of tap the um, the door jam, mm-hmm. but it will never shut and latch all the way. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a door be able to do that with, created by a window being open or some kind of vacuum mm-hmm. in the space. Yeah, and I mean, they try all these things and they're not able to get it to do it by any other means. So, right. You know, right. if you if you can't um, explain it by any natural or normal means, then that means that it could be paranormal. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, I don't think that they say one time, like, oh, a ghost opened that door. Right. What they said was, the door opened, we couldn't see anybody opening it, and we couldn't get it to do the same thing again. Yeah. Like, that's basically, they're not like, dude, your house is so full of ghosts opening doors and <laughs> shit, like... <laughs> you gotta move. They're like, this, this is the thing. And, you know, it lines up exactly with his claims, you know, mm-hmm. that that exact door does that exact thing. And so they were able to catch what he says happens. And they're not like, well, obviously this lady is mad about the whatever. And, you know, they're just like, mm-hmm. door opened, apparently by itself. Here it is on video, you know. I know, dude. I know, dude. And, you know, so that's that's what I that's what I like about it is that they're you know, like leaving it open to an interpretation. You know, like yeah. was it the wind? I don't know. I wasn't there. 
But there definitely was not a person standing in the hallway opening and shutting the door. Right. And I don't think wind is going to be able to close it. Not when it's like, because it, with, with heavy doors like that, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what is it made out of with those, the old doors, the way they used to be made? Like what? They were made out of oak? Yeah, like solid or, wood. Yeah. Not this crappy particle board or whatever the fuck they're made out of now. But mm-hmm. yeah, all hollow and shit. Yeah. So, I mean... It's an interesting bit of video, but yeah, you know, what conclusions can you draw from it? I don't I don't know, but it does back up his claims of things that happen that so far they're not able to explain. So right. there it is. And I really wish that that guy could get a lady friend, you know? I think so too, just to get him to he shut up. He seems nice. And, uh, but I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions on this Bruce character. Um, Mr. DeVille is probably a fantastic person. I mean, maybe he should try going to their house. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking was you know, like, like why do they have to come? Because sometimes, you know, you have problems at your house you know, like, maybe you have a roommate that you don't really get along with, and so you don't want to bring people home, you know, like, go to the other person's house. You know, maybe right. you don't have enough privacy at your house. Go to the other, you know, so maybe that's something that he needs to think about. Absolutely. I just, I wish him the best. I, I want him to to get some. I feel like we all deserve to have our romantic and sexual needs met damn right yeah so um bless his heart right oh speaking of speaking of which Mm -hmm. um my nail tech lady got me to cry today Mm -hmm. because she was like i just don't want you to be lonely (laughs) and she is just so sweet she always feeds me every time i go over there and she was like, she's explained to me multiple times because she keeps letting me know, in my culture, if we love you, we feed you. Mm-hmm. And she feeds me, and she feeds me well every time nice. I come over. Like today, she gave me like a huge, like, st- like, what do you call them? Rubbermaid Tupperware full of spiral ham. Ooh. And I was just like, listen. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, that's love right there. Yeah, she gave me a cookie and everything. But yeah, she made me cry because she was concerned about me closing myself off to like the right type of love and how she was explaining to me kind of how healing it can be when you do find somebody special because you have that sanctuary or that home, that support. Mm-hmm. so that when you go through hard times, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And she has a goddamn good point. And I, so she got me kind of opening up about it and saying, well, yeah, but I, she's like, I know you've been hurt. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, I'm protecting myself from being hurt. But at the same time, I'm protecting myself from being loved. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you're going to cut out, you know, negative experiences you're probably 
cutting off positive ones too. Yeah, but my sponsor says I have a broken picker. <laughs> well, who among <laughs> us doesn't have a broken picker? Because we, you know, it's it's all about what we've been modeled. You know, like what right. what we have seen. You know, in our formative years or whatever the fuck. You know, like that's what we think is normal. Even right. if we know rationally, like, no, that's not healthy, that's not right, that's not the kind of relationship that I want. You know, you really have to, like, do the fucking work and be mm -hmm. very intentional and very, very determined to not make those same choices. Right. And it's yeah, hard. it's hard. Because there's a lot of people out there who are just trying to trick you. Well, that, and the thing is, is that, you know, after a while of having a broken picker, you start to doubt yourself mm -hmm. and your ability to find a healthy partner. Oh, and, and, and then you have to take a look in the mirror and be like, yeah, but am I a healthy partner? Well, nobody's ever perfectly healthy. No shit, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like the common denominator is me. Maybe I got some work to do. You know what I mean? It just, well, right. why, why but, not take a where, chance to look at... Where does it end, though? Like, if you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to date anybody until I'm healthy. No, I like, know well, what you're saying. Well, I mean, that probably will never happen. Well, not necessarily. I'm just, I know, like, I think both ends are the kind of an extreme, right? Where... Mm -hmm one end of the spectrum it's like okay i'm a nun fuck mm -hmm. this i am christ's bride okay yes. fuck you all i'm done <laughs> you know or it's the other end of the spectrum where it's like a whole football team why not Let's that's do it. right it's your whole uh, body you do what you want Absolutely. In either end of the extreme, I respect you do what you got to do. It's your body. It's mm -hmm. your life. You do what you want. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to find is a healthy medium. And I think sometimes a person, well, at least self-gene here mm -hmm. needs to be alone. Oh, yeah. To find, Absolutely. To find herself and figure out what these patterns are in order mm -hmm. to unravel them and stop them from repeating themselves oh, absolutely. because otherwise it's just going to be trauma reenactment over and over again. And what it does is it just further layers on more trauma on top of my shit. I don't need that. Right. Don't, I don't want to become Christ bride. Okay. Don't. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. No, I absolutely agree. Like sometimes you do need to like take that, time for yourself to work on yourself and there's a lot of work on yourself that you can't do if you're like in a relationship exactly and um yeah so it the pendulum has to swing yeah, and kind of find find it's it, little it can be hard because how do you know when you're ready to, to get back out there. How do you know when you are at a point in your recovery journey that you are, you know, like healthy enough to try again or, you know, 
And I, I guess really the, the way that you find out is by trying again. Yeah, I think, yeah, because there's a certain, I think there's a certain amount of experience that has to be had in relationship to truly do a proper litmus test and be like, mm-hmm. is it, a, is it acidic or is it alkaline? Yeah. And this bitch be basic sometimes. Okay. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Cause it's like, okay. Yep. Yep. Not, you know, or maybe that's the good kind. I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of analogy I'm trying to make, but who knows? It's like, yeah, some stuff you have to find out only by getting out there. And um, and then if you're still realizing, okay, here I am again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my little fishing rod and I've got some string and I've got this little hook with a worm on it mm-hmm. or poor little worm. And uh, he'd be drowning in a toilet. Yeah. And he's and and we're picking up some turds, and then it's like, okay, yep, we're here again. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, you know, we remind myself. I remind myself, you know, I just want to remind you, Sophie, that we're here again. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes the impact of that statement goes over my head. You know, of like, oh, we're we're back here. Mm-hmm. at square at square one again okay and and it's hard to see that as progress in the moment mm-hmm. and not beat myself up and be like you shameful piece of trash how dare you and like get into all this negative self-talk you know yeah. but you know when did that ever motivate me to change <laughs> <laughs> Never. when did that self-criticism really it just doesn't doesn't do anything for me so all I need to do is pick myself back up out mm-hmm. of the toilet you know close that fucking toilet lid yeah and um you Stop know wash my hands in the toilet yeah you're gonna get turds and then wash them motherfucking hands and get out just close that door turn the fan on let that stink air out mm-hmm. get out of there yeah exactly and leave your shame behind <laughs> leave the smell of shame behind <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, you know, last year I had that uh, situation with that guy that ended up giving me hepatitis, you know, that whole debacle. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Like, yeah. never again am I going to try this because what the fuck just happened, right? And, uh, so, like, for a few months, I was just like, hey, I'm gonna live my life, I'm doing my thing, and, you know, it was going great, and I went on those big, cool trips, and was doing my thing for me. And then I came back, and I was like, maybe I'll get back on the app for a minute, and, uh, see, see who's out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, oh, no, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. Everybody, every single person who is responding to me, like, I don't know if what I'm putting out there is just, like, garbage attractant, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm 
-hmm. or if that's just the state of dating these days. So I was like, okay, bye. And once again, like deleted the apps, deleted my profiles, like, nope, 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 nope. And, um, you know, then I found somebody. Right. When I was like, I'm just gonna like focus on school and on myself and on, you know, taking care of my sick cat for her final weeks or days or whatever. And, you know, I have two other cats that also need to be cared for and like all these responsibilities. I'm just gonna take care of my life and not think about that. And then, like, oh, hey, hi, here's this person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just, you never know. Yeah, I don't even, I haven't even had any dating profiles. I haven't even. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's yeah, the well, worst. I, frankly, I haven't had dating, I haven't had internet dating apps in, gosh, it's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been, you know, blasts from the past, like finding me somehow, Yeah. you know, um, and those ones, okay, I get it. You know, we tried that. We went there. People change, you know, no one's perfect and people change over time. And so you mm -hmm. want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but then it's like, nope, they didn't change. Okay. Bye. Mm -hmm. And I figured that out very, very quickly. I was over it in a month. Yeah. And I was past it, you know, and then all of a sudden out of the blue, I get this phone call and I'm just like, who the hell is this? And uh, somebody who I was very attracted to for a few years was finally single Ooh. and was like, hey, you want something no strings attached? I'm like, cool. That sounds great because I think about <laughs> commitment right now and yeah. I want to run to the fucking hills. You know, it's like that Iron Maiden song. Oh, run to That's exactly the hills. what I already thought when you said that. Of course great minds and all that yeah but yeah and then yeah and I got laid last night and it was great nice <laughs> and it feels beautiful because it's like okay I don't have to there's no pressure uh-huh there's no strings attached it's just honest communication and yeah. like you know like hey let's be flexible with this or this is what's going on and that that's and beautiful like, and none of it's triggering to me. Whoa. And I'm just like, who am I? What's going on? Like, I'm You're not. Sophie. Yeah, it's weird. That's awesome, that, though. That's, I know. That's very, that's good. I'm happy for you. Well, yeah, it, help, it helps me to see that not every relationship has to be tumultuous like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, hey, this is actually somebody I could, I really get along with. And we have these long, deep talks and mm -hmm. like, we come from completely different backgrounds and you would think we'd have nothing in common, but like this person has a really deep soul mm -hmm. and I fucking love it. And I'm just nice. like, yeah, you're, you're awesome. I could listen to you talk for hours. That's good. 
Yep. It's really good. And, um, yeah, like, I, I'm so used to relationships being, like, very tumultuous, like, very anxiety-producing. Right. Very dramatic. And so when things are not that way, I'm like, is this wrong? Is this even mm -hmm. happening? What's even, you know, like, I'm doing something wrong because this isn't, you know, I don't have anxiety about it. And then I get anxiety about it because I don't have anxiety about it. Yeah. And then once I realize that, then I can take a step back and be like, okay, well, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I'm able to just kind of, like, take a deep breath and be like, okay, well, this is actually good. It's good that there isn't, like, all this drama and I'm not, like, constantly upset and, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like... Things can also be, like, comfortable. Right. And feel safe. And that's good. Like, that's what, yeah. that's what you should want, you know? Like, yeah, ideally. Yeah, you don't have to... Right. Like, you don't have to create drama because there's no drama. Right. And... So that's kind of, you know, where where I'm at with things. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And that's a great awareness, I think, because I, I also came to that realization a while back that, like, I was addicted to drama. Mm -hmm. Like, I was basically creating it out of nothing. Because I just did not know how to function without it. Yeah, I didn't know how to not have crisis. Or crises, you know? Well, you so, just, you get so used to, like, a certain level of cortisol in your body. <laughs> right, you, and, you literally, yeah. And then when it's not there, you're like, oh, oh, God, I'm dying, what's happening? And it's like, no, it's okay to just, like, be chill about stuff. I know. You don't <sighs> need to constantly be, like, on edge and triggered and, like, insane you know? Right. So, yeah, it's, um, that's a thing. It's pretty cool, though, because, again, that, I think that's where the healing is, is mm -hmm. where you start to kind of recognize, oh, I'm in relationship with somebody that I don't have to be hyper vigilant. I don't have to, like, wait for the next shoe to drop. And for right. the rug to get pulled out from under me. I don't have to constantly worry and be anxious and, you know, be afraid that if I say what's on my mind, I'm going to be in trouble or it's going right. to start a fight, you know? Exactly. I read an article maybe today, but also maybe yesterday. <laughs> Um, who the fuck knows when it happened? I don't, I don't know. This whole weekend has just been stupid. Um, but it was about... Not when you were high on the chocolate square, right? I could not read anything. Okay, I was like, 
I was having such a hard time even, like, typing to Jake. I was like, please help me. <laughs> I'm dying. And, you know. It was it like this SOS <laughs> kill me? <laughs> like, yes. Metallica one. It's like, oh, yes. she keeps typing is Morse code. for. That's exactly what it was. Kill um, me. Mm-hmm. Um. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. See, there it is. Oh, Stop article. With the Morse code. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I read this article that was about uh, people who, you know, experienced, like, severe childhood trauma. Uh -huh. And the, like, as an adult, that you have this feeling that you're in trouble. Right. And um, it was very interesting, a very interesting article about how that is like a big symptom of childhood trauma that doesn't get talked about enough, you know, that you you feel like if I say anything or do anything, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to be punished. I'm going to be shamed. And so it makes you just kind of like frozen, you know, and like unable to voice your opinions and advocate for yourself and all this stuff and um and that is a thing I definitely know all about <laughs> yeah. um and um uh, yeah and I, I've actually been um even before I read the the article whenever whenever that was I don't know um probably yesterday before the incident um you know, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately as I've gone through the ADAPT program and just been thinking about, like, my reactions to certain things and potential overreactions to certain things and, you know, where does this come from? Why do I act this way? And, um, yeah, like, I'm... Like, I'm noticing that I have that feeling that, like, if I say or do this thing, I'm going to get in trouble. So you got to be dishonest. Or you right. got to, like, kind of cover up. Right. And, so like, I, like, I'm noticing that I have that feeling, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm counteracting it by still doing or saying whatever the thing is that I'm afraid mm -hmm. is going to get me in trouble. And then it doesn't, I don't get in trouble. I'm an adult, you know, who... What trouble, you know, um, and that's the thing when you actually have, like, healthy relationships, and this counts for any kind of relationship. Like, if you are in a relationship with anybody that you can't be honest with, like, you need to get out of that. Right. If you can't fix that, you need to get right out of there. Like, that's not where you should be. So, you know, luckily... I have all different types of relationships with people where I can tell them exactly what I'm thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like I'm not punished for it. Right. And that's not to say that you can act or say things with impunity and it's like, you know, the person's never going to get upset. Oh, sure. That's, that's not the same thing at all. Right. Um, but, 
this like constant fear of like I can't rock the boat I can't speak up for myself I can't right tell the truth about whatever you know like that like irrational fear is is different from like you know having tact <laughs> and <laughs> you know because sometimes you are gonna upset somebody or hurt somebody right and that's just you know that's just life and you know like can your relationship with that person you know weather that storm like can you come back from that or not you know that's a different issue Yeah, that's just life. That's just normal life where you're like, you're imperfect. You make mistakes. You do things that hurt other people and you don't necessarily do it out of maliciousness. It's really, it's like, okay, well I was being inconsiderate or I was being dishonest or I was being fearful and acting out of fear yeah. and kind of self-sabotaged a little bit. That was stupid. Sorry. Well, and even sometimes just speaking your whole truth is going to hurt somebody. Right. And that is, you know, sometimes unavoidable. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really about, like, learning to know the difference. Yeah. Between those things. <clears throat> Where's my flashlight? The dating advice <laughs> podcast. Relationship therapy. Apparently, we're obsessed with it. Um, I don't mind. I like it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Season yeah. This, two, this is a Ghost Hunters podcast, everybody. This is what we're here to talk about: is Ghost Hunters and paranormal stuff. So yeah, there's a whole other case on this episode that we haven't gotten to yet. Yes. Yeah, so um, you want to so be the one? To... Let's bring it back. Bring let's it back. Dive in. Okay. Yeah. All this one's fast because it's stupid. Um. So the second <laughs> case that they have. <laughs> It is. <sighs> okay. So case number two on this episode is at Brennan's Restaurant, which is uh, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. And um, it was, it's in a building that was built in 1794 as a private residence. And I didn't look up and they don't really say, like, how long has it been a restaurant? What's the whole history of it? Blah, 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 blah. Um... So, it looks like a pretty fancy restaurant, though. It looks pretty sweet. Um, so, basically, they are in what they call the Red Room, which is like a haunted dining room. And this dude who works there is telling him a story about the LaFleur family who lived there at whatever time, like in the Civil War era, supposedly. Um, and the, the husband, Mr. LaFleur like, killed his son and his wife and then himself, and supposedly hanged himself from the chandelier in the dining room. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so the guy 
continues talking about things that have happened in this room and there's uh there was a guy that worked there at the restaurant who the the guy his name's David I think the guy that's talking um he is telling a story about how there was this 27 year old employee who they were having like a a group of uh children come in to see the place or I don't know um and he was like you know hey 27 year old dude go hide in the corner and then when I'm telling the ghost stories stand up with this sheet over you and like scare the children and so he does it, and the children are scared, and blah, blah, blah. And then supposedly that guy died in his sleep that same night. Mm -hmm. With um, no apparent explanation. Right. And, you know, we're not given enough information to even know if that's true. And I didn't Google it, you know. So who knows if that's even real or, you know, it could just be like a huge coincidence. People die all the time. Right. Even at the young age of 27, you know. You don't know when you're going to die. Right. And so, is was it like some vengeful spirit who was like, how dare you scare children in the thing? And Or was it some like totally natural thing that just happened? You know, I don't know. Um, and yeah, so then they hear some other claims about stuff, but... Um, they start investigating and they really can't do very much because, like, there's a big party in the restaurant mm -hmm. going on. And so, like, they were supposed to have at least, like, the upper floor all to themselves. But then they come out into the hallway and there's, like, all these people and, like, bright lights. And they're all, like, laughing and doing whatever people do at parties. Um... So they stop early because they're like, this is pointless and stupid. And then they don't, there's like no evidence at all because, you know. It's all contaminated. Everything's contaminated and they're not in there very long. So that's the anticlimactic cli climax of, Ooh. of that case. Maybe that's why they saved the analysis and reveal for the end after. Yeah, I think that it was because, you know, if it just ended that way, it'd be like, well, that's dumb. You know? <laughs> but when they're like, okay, let's go back to this other thing where something actually happened, you know. Yeah. Just to draw out the, the drama, the anticipation right so that's the that's the whole episode season two episode three we got through it heather we did it we did it f and fucking a mm-hmm what else should we talk about i have no idea i don't know either i'm relationships no barf <laughs> <laughs> or is it Barfo-Rama? Barfo-Rama mm -hmm. is the appropriate term, I think. Um, the scientific term. Yeah. For what we're experiencing. Um, 
Yeah, I guess there, there's not really anything else going on in my life. Just, uh, you know, school starts tomorrow, but I'm not taking any new classes. I'm just trying to finish my classes from last term that I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that exciting. I'm trying to plan some trips. That's pretty mm -hmm. exciting. I love planning trips. Yeah, you do. I love it. So You should be a travel guide or, like, a travel agent. Ugh. You'd be like, um, these are some neat places to go if you want to um, float all the way to Portugal. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, Speaking of, I read an article where somebody put a message in a bottle and they put it in the water, like near where I was in North Carolina in the Outer Banks, and guess where the person was who found it? No. They were in Portugal. No. Yes. Yes. It happened. They floated... Or at least the bottle floated from the Outer Banks all the way to Portugal. That That's it. We're going. Yep. Yeah. So, um... I don't know why, but we're going it's, that's, to Portugal. It's fine with me. Let's go. Because um, I had a vision about it. In I know. spare bedroom and somehow knew about some weird shit that you didn't even tell me. Yeah. And then this happened with this weird message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. <sighs> Wait, isn't that song called SOS? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I don't know, but he says, I send an SOS to send an SOS to. I hope that someone gets my. I hope that someone gets my message in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is it, I think. Um, yeah. By the great police. The police. Um, Taylor Swift also has a song called Message in a Bottle. And Jeannie in a Bottle is uh, the great Aguilera, Christina Ag Yep. Which is a different concept altogether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. You just got to rub her the right way. That's right. <laughs> and, I mean, not everybody can do it. Yeah, you know, I don't blame her. Yeah. You know, a girl is, again, just trying to get her needs met. Exactly. And and you got to you gotta wait for the person who knows how to rub you the right way. Yeah, rub it. Rub, rub, yeah. Um. Sorry. Uh. I don't know why, but I'm feeling a little nauseated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are we even talking about? I don't even know anymore. It's okay. I'm just like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm alive. You know, I've had a stressful week at work. Uh -huh. um, there was some crisis, but you know, it's the right kind of job for me because then I don't have to create crisis in the rest of my life because it, it's like all contained to the, the work I do. Uh -huh. 
It's like, cause you know, it's just like, I, I swear to God, I think that helpers should really just be categorized as drama queens. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where's the drama at? I'm here to solve it. Yeah. I'm here to help you with it. You know, I'm, I'm the white Ayanla fix my life lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that would be cool if I had that kind of guts where I'd be like, literally challenge people that hard. She gets away with it. Like mm-hmm. telling people straight to their face what exactly is going on. But yeah. she does it with love. And I'm just like, how do you fucking find that help? Like God. that balance. She's just a magician. She's I, I need some of that. I know. Actually, Maybe I sh- we should write to her. I, I've <laughs> actually been been getting quite a lot of that anyway recently. True. A, a lot of, uh, you know, like smacks in the face about here's your problematic behavior. <laughs> yes. And, and I know. Yeah. Recognizing it is, you know, like the first big step towards fixing it. Right. And, and so what I, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Yes, we all are. And I don't think our work is done <sighs> even God. after we die. But that's just my personal beliefs. Sure. But, you know, I think that, like, this is hell. I'm in hell. Um, but hell is what you make of it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I want it to be hell, it's going to be hell. Mm-hmm. If, if I, if the message or the story in my head that I believe is that life is hell. Well, guess what? I'm going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to create it. Yeah. And it is hard to get to that point where I learn and I have that light bulb or aha moment, the epiphany that, um, wow, I did it. I created it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard hard pill for everyone to swallow I think mm-hmm. to kind of look in the mirror and be like hmm wow so you mean I'm the common denominator I was the one that kind of like you know I was I had a well <gasps> hello kitty yeah Milo decided he was coming over to to join us good um he, you haven't seen his butthole yet, but just wait. I know. I was actually wondering, like, when, when are one of your orange boys gonna show me their butthole? <laughs> oh, look at his ear! I know he's all sniffing. Oh, what Aww. a good boy! Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so cute. He is. Anyways, cute. your cats are really fucking cute. And so fat. Mm-hmm. And if I'm having a bad day, I could start it over anytime by just, you know, burying my face into some ginger pussy mm-hmm. cat. Yeah. And that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh my God. He winked at me. Aww. You stop it. You're too cute. Anyways. He's got these little angel kisses. He's got these little black freckles on his schnoz. And I just, I love it. So cute. Anyways, um, yeah, I think we might actually have the shortest 
where's my flashlight podcast in history? I don't know. The first episode, I think, was like an hour and 19 minutes, and we're God. past that now. So this this is, might be like number two or three. God dang it. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping. I was really hoping. I know. But I think oh, that's... my God. My cat just opened up the... Oh, my God. With his face. Okay, that's fantastic. Wow. What a lovely reminder. Okay. <sighs> I can't get into too much detail, but let's just say that um, I need to register with a particular board. It's not... <laughs> I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> okay, it's I was going to not... say... Um, what... It's not... What, what are I you mean? not okay. telling me? Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to, I have to register to become licensed for my profession. Mm-hmm. And I've been putting it off because it's like three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yet I've got all my ducks in a row. I'm doing all the other things I need. I just in order to get credit for it, all I need to do is register for the, with the board so I can get the hours. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow him rubbing his face against the screen of my laptop opened up the registration page. <laughs> Good kitty. I know. What the hell? Why are you in my life? Uh, uh, he's had butt. Aww. Oh, there's his butthole. There we go. Yay. We you did knew it. it was coming. Yeah. Maybe that's a I good wanna... place to say goodbye. Yeah, maybe I should put a little jewel on it mm-hmm. or a bird. That'd be beautiful. Put a bird on it. Get down, kitty. I love you. Okay. All right. Well, then. Sayonara, my good folks. If you got anything out of that, well. Bless you. Yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. We love you. And we're going to miss you. And we're going to love you. We're going to miss you. Okay. Bye. Bye.